So you have an optimization fetish, you could say? <laughs> exactly. Uh, going all overboard sometimes. Uh... You're listening to Pinbook, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Let's talk about Pim. Yeah. Let's talk about Pim. Let's talk about Pim. Welcome to episode 2 of PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers and PIM professionals. I'm your host Thomas Schöberg and every second Tuesday we come together to share knowledge, experiences and challenges for us to be able to create better product stories and product experiences. We want to do this for you and with you, so please contact us and tell us what you would like to hear about if you have any guests that you would like us to have on the show. You can reach out to us through email at pimtalk@inriver.com or contact us with a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. In this episode, we're going to talk to Peter Rolander uh, that is going to share some good tips for us for a successful PIM. Here we go. I'm very happy to be joined here by Peter Rolander, um, PIM consultant and one of our champions. So welcome to PIM Talk, Peter. Thank you very much, Thomas. I'm very happy to be here. So first, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, uh, Peter Norlander, um, I'm uh, born and raised here in, in Sweden, in Halmstad. Uh, moved to Lund to study and then I started working with, uh, with PIM. So I've been working with PIM for several years. I'm also a uh, very... Uh, I love practicing karate, uh, so I'm a black belt in karate, so uh, that's one of my core interests. And uh, well, I've got a son two years uh, back, so very much family time from now on. So I moved to a house and all that. Okay, so you're a black belter both in karate and him then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I try to be. Okay, so how come you started to work with Pim? Well, uh, that was actually, I was fresh out of school and, and my boss, uh, Hannah, she said like, okay, we need someone to, to work with, uh, with PIM. And I said like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And uh, I realized that it was uh, actually very rewarding because I could work very, with very technical things at the same time that I could work with, with people and, and talk with the talk with the, the customers and, and see how they're doing and how, what's their problems and uh, try to, to find good solutions uh, to, uh, to their problems. Okay. And it also fits me very good because I, I really like to optimize things. I like when things are optimal, uh, sometimes to my wife's frustration. Uh, she thinks I'm going a bit over the edge sometimes, but... Okay. So you have an optimization fetish, you could say? <laughs> exactly. Uh, going all overboard sometimes. Uh, <laughs> trying to find the most optimal route when going somewhere and doing some things. So, and yeah, and PIM is all about optimizing your workflow and, and working with products and, and how you should handle things to, to minimize uh, manual labor and, and things like that. So uh, it fits me very good. Okay. Peter, you come from the partner side, and just to explain a little bit about how it works when you work with the InRiver Product Marketing Cloud. So InRiver, we are providing the service, the software 
that uh, then can be configured to support how different companies will sell and market their product. But the actual implementation is done by a partner and that's where you come from. So why exactly. do you need a partner? What is your role in the big picture here? I mean, so exactly as you said, you provide the, the system, the software, and we provide the knowledge of how you should implement it and use it. Um, so we work together with the customer uh, to be a, to be a real good partner. So we we try to figure out together with the customer what would be the most optimal solution for them. How do they want their PIM system to work together with the rest of their uh, system uh, architecture and and how should they be working with their products and so on. And you're also experts in integrating with different kinds of ERPs and, and with e-commerce systems and, and other kind of other surrounding systems as well. Yeah, exactly. So we try to see the, the whole picture of how should, where should uh, in, uh, the, the PIM system be getting its information and where should uh, in PIM, uh, the PIM system be feeding information to the, the, the different systems. I heard that you just started a new job, so uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I did. I uh, actually did that last week. Um, it's uh, Diamir Consulting. Uh, it's a very new uh, firm that's focusing heavily on, uh, on InRiver PIM and, and EpiServer. And even if you're a quite new company, there is uh, quite a lot of experience within InRiver, as I understand. Yeah, uh, that's what... Uh, got me so interested in in uh, going here is that I feel that even even I if I have a, a lot of experience with working here with the, the InRiver software and the solutions uh, there's some people here who has uh, been working with it a lot so it feels like we can uh, challenge each other and uh, hopefully create some very good solutions so uh, I feel uh, I feel this will be really rewarding I hope okay you were recently also uh, awarded as the, uh, I don't know what we called it, but uh, most valuable, maybe you remember. I think it was Partner Ambassador of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, that was new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, that was new. Uh, I mean, uh, that was also for acknowledging that you do a lot of work within the community and posting blog posts, helping uh, other partners on the Slack channel and, uh, and in also other ways um, being a good ambassador for, for InRiver. So uh, thanks. glad to have you here. Yeah. And now when we have you here on the podcast, I would really like to extract more of your knowledge. And um, I've asked you to uh, come up with five good tips that you can share about PIM and um, how that can be used in a good way. Uh, yeah, so um, I that was a hard questions because there's there's so many things to, to say and uh, well, it's not hard for you right <laughs> it's hard just compiling it down to five no, okay. <laughs> um, I got I got together five tips that I think is more suited for for the ones who uh, are in their end of their implementation or or like started working or uh, have had their PIM for a while at least okay um, so because you have a lot of um, good ideas or, or we have talked about previously on, on different uh, in different channels on pinpoint and, and things like that on what you should think about when you implement your PIM system. 
Um, so I've focused more on, on the continuing uh, the tips for, for those who have. Okay, fire away. Cool. Uh, so what I would like to highlight first is to um, is don't fall short on your investment. Uh, so everybody it's like make sure that everybody in your organization are they actually using uh, utilizing the full power of your BIM system? Uh, because what I see is that um, you you start by implementing the PIM system for one of your channels. You have to minimize the the, the project so you can uh, get it working. So okay, maybe you start for your e-commerce. That's pretty common. Uh, so you you started with your e-commerce and then you're up and running and you're everybody pats their backs and like wow wow we made it and and uh, you're happy with that. And then you don't realize that we could take this so much further. There's so many more uh, parts in your organization or, or people that's working with the product information that could benefit from the PIM system. And if you, if you wait too much, then, then there's this... Um, I see that a lot of organization tends to, to feel like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, the, the e-commerce division, they implemented their PIM system. Uh, and now we need help to handle our part of the, the, the products. Uh, so we need something else because the PIM system, that's for, for, uh, for the e-commerce, while they could be using the same system uh, and benefit from working together on, on their PIM system. Okay, so is this due to that in many cases uh, these other stakeholders are not part of the initial project, they are not part um, of the actual uh, when they purchase the PIM or in the analysis workshops and so on? Yeah, um, I mean you can't take everything at once because if you try to fill everybody's needs when, when you do the first implementation it will, it, it will take too much time and you will never get to finish your, your project. Yeah. So you need to limit the scope and that's very important but you also need to realize that you shouldn't stop. You should always try to, what can we do next? How can we improve ourselves? I mean, I would, um, let, let's compare it to, uh, that. say you got a new job and you realize uh, I, um, I can't take the bus or I can't take my bicycle anymore to work. I need to uh, buy a car because I have to drive to work. Uh, so you go head on and you buy a new uh, nice electrical car so you can go zero emissions to, to work. And um, so then you've solved the problem that you, the, you get, have to get to work. But uh, you still have the, you know, sometimes on the weekends you want to go take, a, uh, you want to go over to friends or you maybe uh, go to grocery shopping. And then you still like, oh, well, I, I take the, ca the, the taxi as I've always done. Uh, when I, when I'm gonna have solve those issues because I I didn't have a car before. When you realize that I can simply use the the car that I've already bought to the to solve the, the the big issue, and I can solve all the other small issues with this one as well. Okay, you mentioned that usually it's the e-commerce uh, department or that e-commerce is the driver of the PIM implementation. But yeah. what would you say is the next step that uh, company can have the most value of their PIM investment? Well, there it usually changes quite a bit because, uh, well, some of the uh, companies, they're like, okay, the, the e-commerce, that's our, our biggest channel, that maybe the next biggest channel is the, 
is the app or is a, um, a printed catalog or something like that. And then it's just fire away and 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 uh, and, uh, and solve that issue. I mean, it's just another channel. Yeah. Um, but while for others it might be that uh, we're having a very hard time struggling, we're struggling with uh, how we should maintain our um, campaigns or planning new releases, then maybe you shouldn't take a new channel, then maybe you should start with uh, the planning feature or something like that. How can we do our planning of the, the, the product enrichment or the or when we should release new products and things like that. So the, the next step is usually a bit more specific case by case. All right. So that was the first one. What more do you have for us? All right. So the second one, um, it goes in a bit in the first one, but let, uh, let your PIM change with you. So, so if you have a PIM and you've used it for, for maybe quite a while, uh, then also that you be open to what do we need to change? How are we working with it? Maybe you have uh, uh, changed in your assortment, taken in new kinds of products that you need to enrich uh, in different, very differently from, from the first ones. Um, maybe you need to realize that we need to have a new workflow. We need to maybe optimize our workflow so you can uh, automate uh, some process that you have done manually. Uh, maybe you are having new markets. Maybe you have a, a change in your in your system map that you have have another system that you would like to feed to and so on. Uh, and also that the market changes that uh, people want new kinds of information or, or information in a new way and be listen to what the market wants so you can change the, the PIM system accordingly so you can work with the, the products in that way. So how do you actually make sure that you can do these changes over time? I mean, many times you do a project and then you're done and you work like that and then you don't have a process or you don't have a, a way to follow up on the changes that needs to be done. So, I mean, you that has worked uh, with many companies around this, do you, do you have any ideas around that? Well, that's, that's, quite, that's quite hard, but you need to have, you need to have a, an internal uh, PIM champion or, or someone who, who wants to improve your processes internally so they can, uh, someone who can see the, more like how are we working with our products globally? How are we working throughout the company? How are we working with our product information? So they can see okay, they're doing things that are a bit weird over there and we could optimize that. Or So you, you need to have someone kind of... You need an owner. Yeah, you need an owner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and also some who's a, maybe a bit of a visionary or like a digital uh, strategy so that we can do what, how can we solve different things. Okay. And I guess it's important to have a, a partner that can understand your business and, and can also help you in the change process over time. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's very important. But also, I mean, the partner can't see everything. They, they, they don't see how you're working on a daily basis. Yeah. So, and, and that's also, I think it's important that you see your partner as a, a real partner. Invite them in to see, hey, um, 
let's uh, go through how we're working together uh, and see if we can uh, can we optimize things can we can we can we make it more efficient okay. uh, and, and let's let's invest a bit of time to, to see if we can improve things uh, because right. it's a, it's a bit hard standing on the outside and saying hey let's do like this then it has to be quite obvious yeah him stands for product information management and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. So um, the the next uh, thing I wanted to talk about is to, to like have real training for everybody who's using using the PIM system. Uh, what I see is that uh, when you implemented the PIM system and, and the and the people are going to start working it, uh, you have the, the partner house uh, have some kind of training or education for for the users and they start working with it. And as with all new things, when you when you have like okay. There's so many new things to, to, to see and to, to understand, you can't take it in all at once. So it's hard to do, uh, when, when you have this kind of first training session, you can't go into all the nitty-bitty nitty details and, and tips and tricks because the, the, the people aren't, uh, they aren't ready for it. No, because, because you need to get used to what, what is the basics in here. Yeah, you also need uh, to start working with it and find out exactly what um, what you need to do in order to work effectively. And you will see that you will have questions uh, around certain functionalities, and you can't have that from the beginning when you're totally new to the system. Exactly. So I would suggest that you have like some kind of, of basic training, so people can uh, get working and start utilizing it. And like, oh, okay, okay, this is what this does, and. And then after a while, a couple of weeks at least, or maybe one or two months, then maybe you should have a new training session uh, for like uh, to okay, what are how can we improve things? And then people will have more questions on okay, I I have done like this. Uh, how can I improve my workflow? Can I do anything differently when I do like this? Yeah. And uh, uh, and I guess that. It's good to have one or a few super users that can coach uh, the other uh, users, and um, yeah, also. Yeah, that, that's that's very important. You have some some kind of owners or see the whole the, the whole picture about the PIM, yeah. so that you can coach new users and everybody to to start working with uh, that knows uh, all the nitty bitty details yeah. about it. And besides the um, more specific training that usually the partner does uh, around the actual configuration and implementation of, of the PIM system for, for a certain company, there is also the customer academy, for instance, that we do at InRiver that can, can help these as well with ex exploring all the new functions and features. Uh, yeah. And that's solution. usually also what I recommend because, I mean, the partner does one, one kind of training, but you look at, at it more as like a more general perspective yeah so you can get a bit of different input so i think it's very very good all right so and the other one would be that 
this is more like when you're implementing, but also when you're continuing on. So let best of breed be best of breed. So if you have a best of breed solution, you have implemented a PIM, you have an e-commerce system, you have an ERP, and you have different kinds of key components in your system map. Let each system do what it does best. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, and what is a, what does the PIM system do best then? Uh, that is handling the, the, the product's information and that's like the, the marketing information regarding the products. Uh, so for example, the, all the, 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 the example that we use the most is would be that, okay, don't have prices and stock information in, in PIM because that's typical ERP information because uh, it's much more easy to, to handle that in, in the ERP if you need to introduce more warehouses, you need to have uh, different kinds of currencies or, or uh, you need to have uh, different prices for different uh, vendors or, or things like that. Yeah, price is so much more than a, a value. It's usually complex and especially in certain industries. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So what would you say if, if we see the PIM versus the e-commerce system or a digital asset management system? What kind of information lives in what system here? Well, um, so for, for example, the in the PIM, yeah, you have all the, the product information, the, the things that you need to have in your different channels. Um, but for the e-commerce system, you would have like more general, maybe you have a... So uh, <coughs> let's say, you, for example, you sell, you sell um, a grill, uh, and then you maybe need to show that, okay, we need we know how to have a barbecue, uh, how to get your, your uh, when you fr your, your grill your vegetables or your meat that you get it perfectly done. So uh, then maybe you want to have an article about uh, barbecuing. How should you how should you do it uh, the best with these kinds of grills? How should you do it best with th these kinds of grills? Um, that is usually something that the CMS can handle better uh, when you need to like have my, like more general information. Yeah, more editorial uh, information. Edit yeah. yeah, exactly. And more editorial contents. And I guess in the PIM you have the, the descriptions of the product, you have different attributes, uh, you have information to be able to create the categorization, search facets, you have relations in between products. Uh, you have images, you have other kind of media. Yeah, uh, and so videos on. and everything. Yeah, and, and also many translations maybe if you work in, in several languages. Yeah. And if you're producing a lot of images and you have a whole you know, photo shoot process and so on, that is something that you might want to separate them for. Um, yeah, uh, it could also be used. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of customers who use the DAM functionality within the PIM system yeah. as well. So they they have their approval process and, and everything in InnerRiver. Yeah. Uh, but it, then it's mostly a bit more basic. Yeah, so it, it basically depends on your, on your needs when it comes to that. Yeah, and I mean, for the editorial content, I mean, I had a, a customer who, who, who wanted to have their editorial content in more available in, in different kinds of channels. So then we created a, an opportunity for them to, to do it in the PIM system as well. So, I mean, the, 
the PIM system is, and especially in River, it's, it's highly configurable. You, you can do a lot of things in it and you can configure it, configure it pretty much how, how, however you want it. But that's also a bit of a, uh, a danger so you don't, you don't do things that you shouldn't do within the PIM system. You should do that should probably be handled somewhere else. I mean, you could handle uh, prices and, and stock and everything in, in PIM as well, but the solution for it wouldn't be as as well functioning or, or uh, as optimized, perhaps precisely as what you like. <laughs> yes, as optimal as it would be as another system uh, could do it. So that's what I mean. Let best of be breed be best of breed. So the the one that is most optimal to handle should should handle it. Yeah. All right. And the last thing would be to challenge your partner. So as a customer, you the, the partner comes in and challenges you as a customer to how you're handling your products. And and I mean it's a it's a dialogue. But uh, I also think that you as a customer should challenge your 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 partner with. Uh, if you have new ideas or uh, think outside the box, okay, we're we're doing things like this today, but maybe we could do it like this tomorrow, and and take that up with the with with your partner and say like, hey, can't we do it like this? And don't get me wrong, uh, don't confuse it with that you shouldn't listen to to wisdom. Or if your partner says that, okay, that's a very very bad idea because that this and this and this, then. Okay, then listen to that, please. Uh, but uh, if you have ideas, talk. Uh, I mean, uh, figure it out together with with your partner. If if is that a good idea? Could could we do things differently? Super. So now we had five great tips here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of lot to digest, but I think we have a lot of good things here. So oh, uh, good, great. And I actually have a, a last bonus um, for for the for the partners out there specifically. It's that the PIM community is is uh, growing uh, quite big, and uh, so I would urge everyone to participate, take advantage of the of the community. I mean, there's uh, the, the forum, the Slack channel, there's all uh, the meetups and and, and pinpoint and everywhere where you could talk with uh, a lot of uh, intelligent people. Um, to to test your ideas or uh, see if you can do things differently. Yeah, I think that's great. And we are seeing more and more that that um, PIM professionals are sharing information with each other, doing blog posts as you have done, and also in the Slack channel and in other places as well. And I think that's great for everyone. Yeah. And also, I mean, we are working a lot <clears throat> with building the community for the customers as well with different user forums, both uh, that we do, trying to find customers that can benefit from meeting with each other. And we also support our partners in in doing customer forums for their customers. And, and then we have uh, our user conference, uh, Pinpoint, in Europe and also in America for the first time this year, and, uh, and other activities as well. So um, I think you should definitely utilize that. And if you go to the, the academy, you will also meet other people that work with PIM as well and that's a great opportunity to to share uh, knowledge and also get to know new exciting people. Well thank you so much Peter for sharing your knowledge and and the tips here. So uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah and uh, I guess I see you around. Yeah I hope so. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
to recap a little bit what Peter talked about. So first, don't fall short on your investment. Second, let your PIM change with you. Three, have real training for everybody. Four, let best of breed be best of breed. And five, challenge your partner. In the next episode, we're going to talk about PIM and print with Karen from Indeep and Arthur from Sigma. So if you have any questions around print and PIM or, or in River in particular, you can reach out to us around that. And if you like PIM Talk, please spread the word and, and also go into iTunes and give us a good review that we would appreciate a lot. It's time to end this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And again, if you have any feedback, tips or questions, email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. And if you would like to see some behind the scenes materials, bloopers and live streams, you can follow PimTalk on Instagram as well. So I hope you have a really good week and see you in 14 days. Bye. Yeah.